You may be seated. It's so exciting to start a new year. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of busting because I know that new beginnings and new years is something important to God. God loves new things. Who knows that? I mean, when Jesus died, he came to bring new life, new starts. When someone gives their heart to the Lord, it's a whole new beginning. I love telling people this. I love saying to people, if you give your heart to Jesus, you can have a fresh start. What was it like, James, to have that fresh start, man, to have everything cleansed away? And then to go on this journey of healing and restoration in Jesus. Look at you. You're not the same boy. Look at him. He looks like Jesus now. His hair and it's all going on. His little thing going here. Just needs some sandals. and But his eyes, they're looking, you're looking like Jesus. You know, it's, a, it's, it's new life. And each new year, I believe God really does speak to us. That's why we felt it important to pray new year in. Because, you know, the Bible says that a people without vision will perish or they'll dwell aimlessly. You've got to have vision. You've got to have something solid. Listen, Pastor Phil started journaling. I've been journaling for years, but he said he's going to journal this year. This is his New Year's resolution. got this big red book, and he's already started journaling and writing down what God is saying. Write the vision down. Make it clear so that those that read it can run with it. Amen? Because if the vision tarries, if it takes a little time to unfold, man, you've got it in writing. And I go back sometimes over my journals, the journals. I went back over my 2008 one today. It was a very painful journey, 2008 for me. But I tell you what, something is bubbling underneath the surface of that pain. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And there's something of the kingdom of God that is established when we go through things, when we experience things, when we experience, how cold would we be? How uncaring and unfeeling would we be if we never experienced anything? If, if we just went through life in a little bubble and nothing ever went wrong, some people just think God's going to keep you like that, but he's not. Because God wants you to reach out and touch humanity. He sent his only son down to this earth to be a human being, all God and all man, to suffer, to walk with us, to, to, to be tempted to understand us, to, to partner with us, to look us in the eyes, and then to die for our sin. Amen. And in that suffering, he was glorified. We can't go through anything that we don't get glorified in. It's exciting. There's nothing, nothing like we said before. Your love never fails. There's nothing we can go through that doesn't come out for good. And this year... I shared on New Year's Eve, I was so excited that God is unfolding this scripture in Isaiah chapter 60. And this scripture, you need to know, there's some scripture, there's prophetic scriptures that have been fulfilled. Okay, there's lots of scriptures in Isaiah about Jesus that were fulfilled. Jesus came and he did what he said he was going to do. There's many scriptures that were prophesied in the book of Isaiah and the other books of the prophets that have been fulfilled. But you need to know that this Isaiah 60 has not yet been fulfilled. We have not seen it. So what does it say? It says this, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen on you. 
See, darkness covers the earth. A deep darkness is over the peoples of the earth. But the Lord will rise upon you. His glory shall be seen in you. In you. Over you. Glory. Rise. Shine. It hasn't happened yet. You know there is a secret weapon that God has. And if you put a mirror in front of your face right now, you'd know what it was. You're the secret weapon that God has. In the midst of darkness, in the midst of deep darkness, in the midst of people without vision, dwelling aimlessly, you know, darkness can be, darkness is not always sin and debauchery and murder and we see enough of that and wars and rumors of wars, but darkness can just be blindness. Darkness can just be walking around aimlessly. People without vision, they perish. People without vision, they dwell aimlessly. How many people are dwelling aimlessly? And they're looking for something. They're looking for something that is outside of their own life experience. What's in their life experience? What's in the life experience of a normal human being right now in Australia? I mean, I'm not talking about other nations. There's lots of stuff going on in their experiences in their worlds. Amen. But right now in Australia, the normal life experience is trying to find a few things that they feel would make them happy. But you know this, that in Romans 14, 17, it says this. I'll read it. It says this. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. That's not what's going to make you happy. Amen. Eating, drinking, just living life, just getting on. But of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Righteousness. People are looking for righteousness. How many people do you know that just go, but I'm a good person. I'm good. I mean, I help that old lady cross the street. You know, you try and talk to them about Jesus and they say, no, no, I'm a good person. I, I, I support one of those kids in one of those countries. What is it called again? And some compassion. No, I'm saying they don't even know what they, they don't even know what they support, but they support something. You know, I give, I give money and, and I'm good. They're looking for righteousness. But how many of you know that righteousness is found only in Jesus Christ? Amen. It's only finding Christ. We cannot, we can't make ourselves good. How many of you tried to make yourself good? How many of you tried before you were Christians to be a better person, to do the right thing? How many of you tried not to lie, not to steal? (laughs) How many of you tried not to talk about people behind their backs? How many of you tried to have nice thoughts, not to judge as people walk past you? She's fat. She's skinny. Girls. They do that. They do that. Guys go, oh, nice pecs, you know. <laughs> we try, don't we? But in our own self, we can't be righteous. People are looking for righteousness. People want to know that they're good. Intrinsically, we're not good. We, 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 we want it to go the other way. But we have the righteousness of Christ. And when you become a Christian, you get righteousness on you. The other thing they're looking for is peace. How many people know that people are looking for peace? Peace. Peace. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, Jesus said he gives us peace beyond human understanding. He says, not as the world gives peace do I give you peace. Not the kind of peace that, you you know, you listen to Enya and you feel a bit better. 
Jamie. Um, you know, because it's coming from a source that's a form of peace. There's a form of godliness, but there's no power and there's no life-changing power. You know, they might sit there and, um, I did it. I tried it. Before I was a Christian, I had a gong, a little Buddha thing. Honestly. And I sat there with my legs crossed. I had my little chant thing going and did this. I was bitterly disappointed. Not only was there no peace in it, there was no money. They promised you money if you chanted. It didn't come. Joy didn't come. People are looking for joy. How many people are looking for joy? Right now, the earth is sucked dry of joy. I mean, people pretend to be happy. But if you really ask people, are you happy? They would have to say, well, kind of. Because happiness and joy are completely different things, aren't they, Phil? You can be kind of happy. You can be kind of like, mm, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy. But joy, it comes from somewhere deep down inside. Joy is something different to happiness. So people are looking for righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because why? Because that's the kingdom of God. See, they're searching for a kingdom that is outside of their own life experience. Now, where are they searching for it? Where are they looking? They're looking at you. And you know what? I reckon we've got to have something they want. Amen? We've got to have righteousness. We've got to live right. We've got to be clean, pure. We've got to say the right things at the right time. When you're around a non-Christian, you don't go blabbing about the person next door, how, what a rotten neighbor they are. You want to be always speaking truth and goodness and, and encouragement and letting Jesus flow out of your mouth so that when they look across, you know, our neighbors, they love us. Our neighbors love us. They said once, don't you ever sell your house. Because we, we want to live next to you for the rest of our lives. You're the best neighbors in the world. Our neighbors love us on the other side too. They love having us around because there's something about us that makes people feel safe. There's righteousness. They're amazed at our kids. People get amazed at my girls. You know, what is it about your girls? My own family. They cannot believe that my girls are still pure. I mean, you know, in this day and age, for Julie to be married, a virgin at 22, 22 was she married? Yeah. And Andrew, you never touched anyone else. It's righteousness. And you know, it doesn't matter if you have gone wrong. As soon as you are saved, you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ, cleansed, forgiven, just as if it never happened. Amen. My kids ask me about my past. I just tell them, oh, it was wonderful. Because why? Because it never happened. It never happened. Amen. This is me. This is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I've got to have something that people want. I've got to have peace. They want peace. I need to have peace. You need to have peace. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to want Jesus if they hear you screaming at each other in your house and if they hear chaos. And I mean, I know we all have days <laughs> times i mean it used to be crazy in our house with five women you know we've got four now 
it's, it's getting less crazy sometimes. And, and Phil would go for long, long walks. Long walks, especially certain times. Five women, premenstrual, awful, awful. But you know what? We still had peace because the Prince of Peace lives in our house. The Prince of Peace lives with us. Amen. And no matter what comes against you, you know, there's, the, the, the world wants to get you busy, anxious, you know, rushing around. So many people I see just haven't got time to even stop. But listen, you need to fight for your peace. You need to get with Jesus. You need to walk on the beach. You need to find peace because we need to display the kingdom of God. Amen. Righteousness, peace, and joy. I just love looking at Tim's face. Tim, come here. Come here. You've got to see this face. Now, this is a, this is a fairly new Christian. And when I, when I look down for the stage, and I, look at these people. Look at the people. <laughs> you know what Tim is like? I love talking to him in that because he's like a child. He's like a child with a new toy. And every time he comes to church, he's looking up the stage. He's like, wow. It's like, this is awesome. And, and then, you know, he's learned how to lift his hands. And he's like, wow, this is so cool. And then he got slain in the spirit the first time. He's like, wow. And then he's like laid hands on someone for the first time. He's like, ah, and he's crying. You know, this is so cool, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Hey? It is fantastic. How excited do you feel? Tell me. Yeah, I do. I feel peace, probably peace and joy, yeah. That my, that my purpose is to be peaceful and joyful and confident. So Amen. I'm working on them. Working on them. Mate, you, you, you look great. It's awesome. I love that face. Being in the presence of God is where we get these things. Amen. It gets on us. We've got to have, like, look at Vicky. Come here, Vicky. Like, turn around. I mean, they already saw you up there, Miss Famous and that. But look at that. I mean, I want this face. I want to hug her. You know, it's like, <sighs> smile at me, Vicky. Make my day. It's like saying, this family is freaky in Georgia. I mean, she's, she's the mother of smiles. You can sit down, Vicky. You're stealing my thunder. <laughs> I know. And you get around people, you want to be there. You want to be in it. Amen. Tonight when we were singing, you know, did it make you glad that you came to church? Imagine if we went to church and we went, Ooh, holy. You know, like, come on. And that's what people think. You know, you say church, you say God, you say Jesus, and they go, you know, I, I say people, I'm a, I'm, I can't say I'm a pastor. They think they can eat me. They think I'm an Italian pastor. What, pastor? You mean pastor you eat? No, don't eat me. So I have to say I'm a minister, which sounds really religious. I'm a minister. And then they look at me. Ever seen Mr. Bean? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They think I'm going to be Mr. Bean or something. And everything. And they look, in my, and they look at me. And, they, and I always have to say, yeah, I keep my collar in my bag. They think I'm going to wear a little collar and, you know. And, and straight away, they'll try and justify themselves. As soon as we say we're ministers, it's like, well, I'm a good person. Why? Because they want righteousness. 
I go, I'm, I'm happy. I don't need God. I'm happy. They want joy. Amen. They want peace. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. This is the kingdom of God. In the Amplified, Isaiah 60 says this, Arise from the depression and the prostration in which circumstances have kept you in. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all the peoples of the earth. But the Lord shall rise on you and his glory shall be seen on you. Arise from the prostration and the depression in which circumstances have kept you in. How many of you know that circumstances just keep coming on? Just keep this. We're living in a day where the enemy is just trying to keep circumstances on the head of the church. But I think it's time to arise. I think it's time to shine. I think God has a secret weapon. And in the midst of the darkness, he's going to unveil his glorious church. And the people now that are pressing into him, that are believing, that are living in righteousness, peace and joy and wanting more of it, they are beginning to shine. It's like little flickers, you know. It says that we will we will come and we will rise until full dawn. The church will come into full dawn. And it's like just the dawn's just beginning. The light's beginning to shine, amen. And I said on New Year's Eve, I said to the people, I had this vision and I shared it this morning. And I just saw like... All these doves, these white doves flying into this building from the corners of the roof. And I said, Lord, what are all the doves? He said, one dove for every head. One dove for every head. And I explained that, that when a dove landed on Jesus at his water baptism, it was when he was filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered. But then the heavens opened and it said, this this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And I really feel like God is saying this, that he is going to reveal us as glorious, his sons and his daughters. He's going to show us forth as glorious. He is going to show us off. Amen. Not in our own glory, not in our own beauty, but in the glory and the beauty of his son. He is going to come and shine on us, arise in us. Something is going to take place that all the payoff is going to come. All the work we've put in, we're going to get payoff. It's going to be payday. And God is going to rip back a veil that's been hiding his church. And he's going to say, This is my son. This is my daughter. Listen to them. And people are going to say, I want what you have. I need what you have. I I know I'm in darkness. Because why? Because the light is going to be that bright. When you know you're in darkness, when the light gets turned on. You know, if you're in a room and it's dark and someone turns the light on in the hallway, you walk towards that light. And people are going to walk towards the light that is in you. Don't think little of yourself. Don't think that God's going to do it to someone else, some other place, some other time, a more mature Christian, someone with more wisdom, someone that prays more, someone that fasts more. God is going to touch you because he can't help himself. He can't help himself. His love pours out for you. Come here, Deb, tell us what you saw. What did you see? 
Hi everyone. Um, I've actually seen this vision two or three times, so it's something that God's saying. It's important, I think. But um, I do a lot of praying, and so He just showed me this vision of um, it's like the, a roof, and on top of the roof there was sort of like a rock type lid and I saw this lid being lifted off and underneath was a hole in the roof then I saw this ladder um, being put up to the roof and Jesus was standing on the roof and um, people started to climb the ladder and Jesus was helping them through the hole um, to stand up on the roof and I just believe uh, Jesus is just saying he wants us to come up to new levels in him and to come up to a higher place in God yeah, so it's just, um, yeah, another sort of vision that I got actually was on New Year's Eve at the party and that was um, like a huge Olympic swimming pool and um, the water represents the Holy Spirit and he's just saying to us that he wants us to get in, jump in, dive in, you know, just really get into God, get, yeah, be totally immersed in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. And out of that we, you know, we minister life to people. It's good to have the prophetic. You know, the Bible says that we, we, we won't be in darkness because the prophets will bring us light. They'll, they'll give us the word of God. Amen. The other thing that I saw was I saw just rivers of living water flowing out of the roof down onto this altar, like deluging this altar with water, with water. And God said exactly the same thing. I'm going to saturate my people. I'm going to soak my people. You know, there's going to come a great hunger and a thirst in the church again this year. And we've, you know, that, that, that we've, we've prayed and we've fasted and we've waited and we've been disappointed because we haven't seen. But you know what's going to happen? We're going to start to believe again. We're going to start to have hope again. We're going to start to arise again. Again, a fresh wind will blow and we'll arise and believe again. God, you can do it. You can heal cancer. Amen. Come on. God, you can do it. You can use me to shine light. God, you can change me. God, you can let me arise. I can be a light in my community, in my home. I can be a light in the church, but all it takes is hunger. So I'm going to ask you to stand right now. Amen. Just stand to your feet. Praise God. I didn't want to preach to you tonight. What I want to do is inspire you. But I really believe there is a divine impartation of God here tonight. And, you know, I I like to do things the way God says them prophetically. He'll say, do this, do this, do that. And I know things are going to happen from that. And I really believe that God wants us to come out onto the altar and take communion together as a declaration to say, I'm willing to arise. I'm willing to shine. I'm willing, Lord, to go up that ladder. I'm willing to go to another level in you. God, I want to be a part of your glorious church. Listen to me. It doesn't happen by sitting back and waiting for something to happen. Every person that was touched when Jesus walked the earth sought him out. Jesus, touch me. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, touch me. Even the man who had a legion of demons, is a legion about 6,000 or 3,000. You should know that. Three? A legion is 3,000 demons. You imagine being filled with 3,000 demons and Jesus, the Son of God, is coming near you and every demon inside of him is freaking right out. But there is enough willpower in that man to go and throw himself down at Jesus' feet 
Amen. And he was totally set free. 3,000 demons left that day. No one was touched by Jesus in the word of God unless they first reached out for him. He knew the ones that were hungry. He knew the ones that were thirsty. And he would pluck them out of the crowd. He would pull them out of trees. He would go into their homes. He would seek them out. He could see the lights burning, burning for him. And tonight, he wants to make your light burn more for him. He wants to get in and stir your hunger. He wants to give you fresh thirst for him. He wants to touch you and give you an encounter with him to start you on this year. I shared this morning that yesterday I was just in my lounge room and I've just gone through, you know, like about 10 months of fairly serious illness. And you know, that can get you down. That can get you down. And you know, in that time, I'll be honest with you, I hardly felt God's presence. For 10 months, I hardly felt him. But I prayed every day. I read my word like I have never read my word. I wrote scriptures down. I remained faithful because I know his word says that he never changes, that he will never leave me, that he will never forsake me, that he is the same yesterday, today and forever. That, that he is with me. My Bible says he is Emmanuel. God is with us. Therefore, I don't care what I feel or what I sense. He's there. Therefore, I pray to him like he's there, even if I can't feel him. Therefore, I worship him like he's there, even if I can't sense him. And you know, after 11 months yesterday, the drought broke. <laughs> yesterday, the drought broke. And I was, I'd been painting his face and I was just like so in love with him and I'm painting his face and I'm praying and I've got worship music going. I just want to show your glory, Lord. I just want to show your glory. He said, just lay down in my presence. And I had worship music playing and it was that song that says, um, um, I'll place you as a seal upon my heart. I'll place you as a seal upon my arm. I won't relent. You can have it all. It's all of me. God, I give it to you. And I just laid on the floor. I was listening to that music. And the next minute, I felt him. I felt his love just dump on me. And I was just crying. Not with tears of pain or anguish, but with joy. I knew you were here, I said. knew it all the time. But oh my gosh, it's good to feel you again. Listen to me. Be faithful through every trial. Be faithful through every season. Stay hungry and pressed in and he will richly reward you. The love he poured out on me yesterday would last me for 10 years. 10 years I could soak in that memory of that love. Tonight, he wants to pour it out on you. Amen.